When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast, back from a two-week holiday break. Dave Heckard's joining me, Dustin Hawkinsmith here. Wrestling took a little bit of a break, so we did as well. But last week, Dave, we we came back kind of fast and furious with that stretch of holiday tournaments, which, you know, as a coach, and now you're in living civilian life, it's meant a little something different to you, this, this holiday stretch. But to me, it always marks kind of like a new beginning, you get the you get the two pound allowance. You got guys settling back, selling into the weights that we're ultimately probably going to see them at, and then you, they they debut in a, a lot of competitive situations. And we'll break some of those situations down. Some of these tournaments that that we saw, Trojan Wars and Powerade, and uh, you know the Hurricane Classic. But what's uh what's life like for you now as a non wrestling coach versus you know, the, the wrestling coach who had to kind of like bite your fingernails the entire break to make sure kids were kind of doing the right stuff. Right. Right. Well, welcome back, man. I, I, we were off there for a couple of weeks, but it's good to be back. I, uh, you know, the biggest difference for me, I think was the going back to work part. I, I feel like, you know, coaching wrestling, and I'm sure the other coaches, you know, could, could probably attest to this through the holiday break, you deal with so many inconsistent practices and, you know, kids may be missing because they go away or whatever it may be. But I was always excited for the school uh, year or the new year to start back with work in the classroom again, whenever I was coaching, because it meant like, you know, normal practice times, we're back into the routine. Um, you know, the, the team season here in January is kicking off. We're going to roll right into the postseason. Like it, it's a good time. We're going to go back. And with now, you, you know, I don't, I don't have that to look forward to. So here I am this morning, like sitting at my desk and, you know, students start coming in and I'm like, thinking to myself, man, this is, this is happening. You know, I feel like you blink your eyes and, you know, there you are back in the class, but uh, no, I, I, you know, the, the break was relaxing, uh, you know, you know, without the, the hustle bustle wrestling, but, you know, as you, you know, as you know, and, and did yourself, I, you know, we followed a lot of, you know, what went on around the area and uh, you know, we got some good stuff to talk about here tonight. So. Yeah, I mean, we start locally, I, I guess, with Chambersburg and Trojan Wars and the tournament that they put on. And I, I know we talked about this a little bit before, but just the interesting dynamic that, that you saw unfold in a lot of these weight classes where there were great unknowns with kids from Virginia and Delaware and Maryland and West Virginia, guys that had some of them had some reputations, some of them had some accolades, there were some surprises along the way. But when the dust all settled here, West Perry, Double A West Perry in in this kind of group of a lot of Triple A teams, these out of state teams. It was West Perry kind of dramatically uh, taking that team title down there, and I think just for me, it was just another reminder that um, that this group is a really really good group. Uh, I'm fascinated to see as we start get making our way through January and towards you know District Three team championships how they stack up with the Boiling Springs and in this tournament they stacked up very well against Boiling Springs. Uh, how they stack up against Bishop McDevitt. Not a lot of crossover there yet, but for this occasion, really good showing from West Perry. No, it was. And uh, not only did West Perry do well, I mean, Pennsylvania kicks them, tuck us too. So, you know, it was, that was good to Tuckus, see. But I, no, love, I love it. Yes, yes. Good old Pennsylvania. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, no, I uh, I was impressed with with West Perry's win of the tournament, and and I, you know, this year looking at the tournament, I, I thought that you know they still had a good a good number of teams, some some good teams. Now, oddly enough, a lot of the same teams have always been there, but I I, I did feel like a little bit at some of those teams, you know, maybe the, the talent was down a little, but I mean, I I feel like you know West Perry, man, they they showed up for sure, and. Uh, you know, did well, you know, I, I, I was really impressed with like, we talked, you know, the Morrison kid and, and, yeah. you know, that two fifteen and, and, you know, getting that pin in the final and, and, you know, just, I, that was impressive. And uh, again, Devin Jackson um, over the, the young man from Bald Eagle area, the five kid from Bald Eagle, that, that was a nice win for him. And then the other guys placing all around and yeah, I mean, they just had a good effort and uh, you know, it is tough though. I will say <clears throat> some teams are better tournament teams than they are dual meet teams. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and I'm not saying West Perry's not, I'm just saying that there, there can be a difference there, you know, between tournaments and, and, and matches and whatnot. Um, but I, I've said this from the start, I think West Perry can, they can, they can wrestle, they can scrap. So um, regardless, double A, triple A, um, you know, they bring a lot of firepower to their, to their lineup. And, uh, you know, they, they, they put that on display this weekend. So or this past weekend at Trojan Wars. And um, I think they had what, two, four, five, six placers, seven placers. Uh, Morrison, Jackson, the other Morrison, Ziegler, Hockenberry, Folk finished six. That's five, six, so five, 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 five total five, yeah. by, by, by my count, unless I miss somebody. Yep. No, but. you're good. You're right. Five's right. Five's right. Um, Dude, two things impressive. quick. Well, well, one thing, um, we are recording uh, another episode um, later, previewing the week in West Perry and their dual lineup against Cumberland Valley. We'll break that. We'll have you break that one down for us. Uh, but in this one, you know, it did have a little bit of a dual vibe because West Perry is in the hunt for the team title. Um, they're down. I think they're, 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 be, they're trailing by, I think, eight and a half points when Brad Morrison's out there at 215. They started at 126 and wrapped around to finish at 120. So they're, they're down to Bald Eagle area, eight and a half points uh, at, at 215. Morrison looks like he's winning handily. I think he stretches his lead to six nothing or six one, something like that. But he keeps working for it. And I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to Brad and ask him this question. But um, if the team title was, was on the line and on his mind, and he was fighting for that. And certainly he could have been fighting for the pin for his own sake too, um, right. just to finish. But uh, that had a, a competitive vibe, like a duel. And then you come back around and whoever won that match at 13 between Devin Jackson and Lucas Fye, that team was winning the, the, the team title. And you saw how, how good that one was with a flurry late and Devin Jackson did a really nice job to stave off a takedown and then counter for his own two. So it had that sort of competitive duel environment as they were competing for this thing. And I, I really think, you know, West Perry is pretty good in both of those regards, tournaments and duels. Yeah, no, that's, 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 I'm glad you did mention that. I mean, there's, it is really exciting when you go to a, a, an individual tournament and it comes down to the end where there's a couple teams like, you know, chasing for that spot. And, and I mean, that's one thing that I know wrestling coaches always stress is scoring bonus points in tournaments when you can, like, you know, at nationals and college, like, you know, that's what they want there is, is guys to score bonus points to, to chase that team title. So when you get like a good race, Oh man, it makes it so much better. You know, I mean, the coaches are into it. Even the kids that aren't wrestling are, are into it. The fans are more into it. Um, so yeah, you you are right. Um, and and I, I agree with you again about West Perry being being both a good dual team and and a good tournament team. So um, a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Good good sense about them. And I, I really just like. I mean, obviously Devin Jackson's story. We've told that a lot around here. And 
no less impressive today than it was before with, with everything that he goes through in the offseason and everything that uh, he's gone through in his life for him to compete as hard as he does. Um, Brad Morrison, I really just like his style. You know, I've liked the, the, you know, the Morrison style for a while now, but just low key, consistent, heady, steady, um, doesn't really make too much or too little of a moment. just kind of has a way of, of staying kind of focused for that moment. And this was a good example of that for him at 215. I, again, I, I think Brad Morrison is a real factor at the district and, and, and the state podium level at that weight. I think he looked outstanding there. You know, West Perry, their kids, they're a team of character, aren't they? Like, I, I feel yeah. like all their kids are just just good kids and, you know, they wrestle hard. And, and you know, I know Coach May, you know, if, if he listens, uh, you know, Chaz and, and Zach Cohen, you, you guys have a, a team of character. And, um, you know, for, for a coach, that's one of the best compliments you can have, you know, is you have a team of good kids and they do, man. And, you know, they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're not me people. You know, they're, they're about the team and they work hard. And um, yeah, so, you know, good, good, good stuff there with, with all that. Um, but Perry, Cranny, as, Perry County grit, man, Perry yeah, County grit. And that's what I feel like you said about the Morrison kid. That's what yeah. he has. You know what I mean? Like he's that there's dogs and cats in wrestling. You know what I mean? And Morrison is a dog, man. He's going to, he's going to wear you down. He's going to grind on you until you eventually break. And, and he gets the fall, you know, at the end of the match for, for the team. And, and so, you know, I, I, I just think like his style that, that you mentioned and how you like it, I think you said it, like it, it, it embodies, you know, like who, who West Perry is as a team. And, um, and that's, that's neat to see. You know, there, there were some matches, you know, Central Dolphin wrestled some of these matches where like, a, you know, a Timmy Smith uh, is late in a match and they need bonus and it's, it's, it's a 3-1 match and, and uh, he's working for it and it looks, it looks like it's out of the question that he's going to get more than three for his team and then bam, get, gets a fall for six. That's what happened with Brad Morrison here, and his style lends itself to that. Where you could you could see a real momentum swing in a in a match against uh, Boiling Springs or uh, whoever. And you know if 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 they wrestle McDevitt and it's a Bryce Ender's uh, uh, Brad Morrison rematch, uh, but you could see Brad Morrison uh, leading similarly, and then yeah. and get a big pin, yeah, and get get big yeah. bonus for his team. Yeah, uh, Boiling yeah. Springs. I thought I thought was you know a, a nice finish for them. Um, you know, I think Trevor will will definitely say that they're angling towards peaking here in the next in the next three to four weeks, uh, getting guys where where they belong. Uh, competitive at almost every weight. I think there were some pleasant surprises along the way here with uh, Ian Wilson coming in six and Colin Neal hitting the podium at six and Jacob Scott hitting the podium at eighth. Uh, Michael Dugan lost a couple matches in this one and finished fourth. Eli Bounds finished fourth. But the, the kid that really jumped out to me, COVID Carper, um, finishing second in that 138-pound weight class, loses 10-8 uh, to Dom Fendor, who I know you were impressed by him, seeing him at Cumberland Valley. Um, Coburn Carper, you know, I, I, I feel like his potential is still out there somewhere. Uh, right. he, he, he hasn't hit his ceiling yet, and I, I felt like this was an encouraging performance for him. Yeah, I, I was impressed with that score, too. That was a battle, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I didn't even check on this, and I should have. Were him and him and Fendora at different weights at the kickoff class, and Carper might have been up a weight. So they might have not even uh, seen each other, been in the same weight class. Um, I'm good, thinking maybe. Good question. So, yeah. That's, um, good, but either way, question, you know, I don't know. The, the Fendora kid is tough. And uh, for, for, for him to be in that match and almost win that match at, you know, at, like I said, 10-8, um, that's a battle. And, uh, 
you know, they had six place winners, you know, in that tournament. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Trevor, th those guys have been around for a while. They get it. And, and, you know, like you said about the peaking, you know, they're going to make sure that their kids are wrestling their best when it matters most. And it matters most in the, the team tournament and the individual tournament, right? Like, so they'll be there at the end of the year. They have a good group. And I'm, I agree with you. They had some other kids who, who just missed placing that I thought had pretty good tournaments. Um, you know, so they're, they're going to be, they're going to be fine here. Come, come, come postseason. come, you know, the next couple of weeks here in the team stuff. And you're going to find them in, in, at the end here, one of the teams in the mix uh, for sure. So. So yeah, these two teams, two of the top three teams in district three, uh, without a doubt in, in my mind, and then you have a Trinity who has more finalists than both of them. Uh, three kids yeah. in the finals for, for Joe Peretta and his team, two guys, uh, Tucker Painter and Jagger Gray winning Tucker Painter at 189, Jagger Gray at 172. Uh, Major Lewis ran into a, a really tough kid from from Maryland, Do Matthew Dolan, who I don't know if you got a chance to watch that match, but just was a he was a physical, tough, get after you type kid and ended up pinning Major Lewis in that 106 final. But Major Lewis's body of work still really impressive so far this season as a junior. Uh, I think of that group, Jagger Gray had the, had the 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 best tournament, maybe the more surprising tournament to beat the Garrett Garcia kid from Southern Columbia, who I believe was ranked number three by PA Power Wrestling coming in. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I, I got a chance to talk to Jagger after the tournament. Uh, and he said that uh, kind of it's almost like this. It's, it's about time. He, he has believed and believed and believed that he is on that upper tier of wrestlers in Pennsylvania and this was a really nice win maybe to help him turn that corner and uh and consistently stay there yeah I, I you know when I saw the results there for for Trinity I I you know I was checking through the tournaments and it was actually that day the the day of the finals and I wanted to see the you know the results and I saw that Jagger and Tucker both won I'm that's an impressive tournament for them you know for for both of them but so I, I called you know Joe up on the phone and and uh you know, congratulated him and whatnot. And um, just, just that, that win over Garcia for Jagger Gray. I feel like, you know, you have those wins in high school that all of a sudden can propel you, you know, you, you grab a big win over a name or you, you beat somebody with, and, and again, you know, Garcia, you know, he hasn't, the younger one, he still has to, you know, he didn't accomplish what his brothers did yet, but I mean, again, you know, he, he's the pedigrees there and I mean, he very well could. So that's a big win for him. Um, you know, a big name in wrestling there to get that win over. And uh, yeah. And, and I, I, I'll tell you what, you know, I, at the beginning of the year, I didn't know, uh, you know, where Jagger would be come postseason, but man, I, he's, he's going to be in the thick of things for sure. And uh, I, I, I mean, I'm hoping that I can go out and, and grab a state medal, you know, for, for Trinity and for, for district three this year, I, you know, um, you know, good body of work, but if you remember back, like, you know, at the beginning when we were doing the previews and I mentioned this, like the workout partners, right? Like, so here's yeah. Jagger and Tucker, right? So both of them, Trojan Wars champions. Well, that's who they're working out with in practice, right? So, you know, iron sharpens iron and, and especially in wrestling. So, um, and, and that's what you're going to see here is both of those guys are going to keep training with each other. They're going to keep improving. And, uh, you know, Tucker, you know, and Tucker, I mean, he went out and took care of business, you know, in an impressive way. So I, I was impressed, man. I, I think both those guys wrestled tough. Um, I'm happy for, for Joe. I'm happy for both of them. And um, now the big thing is, you know, to, to the wrestlers that win a big tournament over, over holiday break is put it away too. Like, yeah, you won Trojan Wars, right? But guess what? That, that's over now. 
So, so we got to move forward and keep working hard and not just be happy, you know, we won Trojan Wars um, and keep improving and keep working, you know, and that's, that's the key. Stay hungry, you know, stay hungry and, and keep working hard. And, um, but no, great, great for them and great for District 3, for, for Trinity, getting those two guys on, you know, on, on you know, gold medals and, and, then, and then Lewis coming in. And yeah, I mean, that good, good tournament for them. Good tournament. You know what I think is interesting with uh, with Jagger Gray and Tucker Painter is that I feel like Tucker Painter, in so many situations, because he is he has such a long, big frame, he's going to often find himself with guys that he's taller than. And so I think in that respect, Jagger Gray is probably a pretty good partner for him going down. And then on the other side, I think Jagger Gray, and what this was his, you know, kind of the problem when he was wrestling up at 89 last year is, is running into kids who were bigger than him and trying to figure out how to solve that problem. So it's almost like what they're going to see in the postseason, they're seeing pretty consistently in the room with each other and, and are not only, you know, high caliber kids, but the right kind of workout partners for each other. Yeah, and I, and I mentioned that to Joe, and he's like, "Hey, don't forget, I, I get in there sometimes too and wrestle." So, if you're listening, Joe, man, just you're getting older, buddy. So you think you grab a hold of those guys, but you better be careful. I'll tell you that. But no, I uh, that that uh, old man strength has has an expiration date. Like you, it, you it don't does, don't get a big head about it. Yeah, it does. It does. Next thing you know, you'll be you'll be retired. You know what the heck? Um, so no, good good for them, and uh, you know, good for Trinity. So. One last note here as it pertains to District 3, not necessarily locally, but they did save this match for last. Mason Leapart versus Gabe Gianpietro. Uh, Gian Pietro. Gian Pietro. Yeah, that, I have to say it a couple times. times. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, that extra syllable in there at the end kind of throws me, so I had to sound it out. But save that matchup at 120 for last. This kid um, from Maryland uh, – was in the beast of the East finals a couple weeks prior to this, you know, this is a kid who can, who can wrestle and um, they know each other a little bit. Um, they've, they've been on, they, they've been drill partners in certain situations before they wrestled competitively against each other a couple of times. They knew each other pretty well. It was a really interesting match to say for last. And then what you ended up seeing was um, Mason Lee part scores, the opening takedown. He said to me that that was a really important part of the strategy here was to get that first one against this kid. Uh, they had a suspicion that they were leading. They had a suspicion that this other kid would take top uh, if, if he had the option in the second period, which he did. Uh, and Mason Leapart was able to kind of run out the clock on that, avoid danger, kind of knew what the other kid was looking for. And then in the third period, uh, Mason Leapart takes top and ends up turning him and, be, and beating him for nothing. So a really solid win and not one that you see very often where both wrestlers by choice are taking top in taking the second top, and third yeah. period. Yeah, that's that's a tough one for me to imagine. I was, I mean, you're going bottom and we're getting the point. You know, I mean, that's 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 the mindset I, I you know, that we have. But I, I, you're that good on top. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, put yourself in in your best spot. You know, and um, you know, he he, we've talked about him before and how, you know, just impressive he is from the top position and and securing points. Um, and and, and when you're in big matches and you put somebody on their back, um, for the most part, that match should be over. You know, like if I if I score if it's a state quarterfinals or semifinals, it's a big match, state final, and you and you get three back points, two back points. I mean, that, that match should be over. And uh, with his his ability to do that, just and now you're not only seeing him do it to kids, you know, are, are, you know that are good kids around the area here, but you're talking about a guy that was in the finals of beast that you know this kid's choosing top on and and still turning. Um, that's an impressive win for him. And I know those two have had some history there. I know. Uh, you know, they, they kind of, I think, 
I think the kid, he's from Maryland, correct? I think he would come up in the Pennsylvania a good bit as, as youngsters. And you know, they were always around each other. And, and, and there is some history there. So, um, and, and, you know, you, you have history with somebody and, and you know that history. And, and I don't care, you know, who you are, it, it plays in your mental game. So, um, you know, that was, that was a good win for him and a good win for Pennsylvania. Uh, I love uh, I love Lee Parts mental game. Um, that 120 weight class at a statewide level is going to be really interesting. You've got Vinny Kilkiri, who was a state champ two years ago. You got Camden Williams currently there for Manheim Township, who looked like he was uh, right in the thick of winning a state championship last year before he missed weight at at states. Um, you got a bunch of guys. Charlie Bunting, who had a really nice week last week from Nazareth, is, is there. Um, I'm missing some guys there, but there it runs a legitimate um six seven eight deep with guys and um you know mason leapar is, is a wild card in a lot of these equations because he just wrestles different than everybody um he, he's sneaky strong he, he's a long kid good from top will scramble you if he needs to will counterattack. will stay on the attack he can he's got a lot of options in his back pocket to try to win matches and i think the diversity with which he can win matches is so important and so critical in these state championship rounds because you run into, into the wrong matchup your 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 goal of, of winning a state title is dashed and i think you know vinnie kilkiri is a good example of that i don't think there's any question that he was probably the best kid in the 113 bracket last year he ran into a kid whose style just slowed him down and stopped him and he lost he got upset so i, I think um he's almost matchup proof mason lee part is he, he is and you know that's the guy like when you get the state brackets you know come out and you get paired up and you see who you have and all that that's the guy your praying's on the other side like i just I, you know there's one matchup like i don't want to see because the style and that's mason like yeah absolutely and uh you know, I, he's going to cause problems for people. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see him. Just, I, I think even at districts, him and, uh, you know, the the Williams kid, you know, battling it out. There's going to, there's going to be fur flying there too. So that'll be a that'll be a great match. You know, you know, bearing anything crazy happening. But you know, yeah, that's that's uh, it's going to be fun. I, you know, he he he's tough, man. And um, and I and I've seen a big improvement not only in him on top, but like on his feet too. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, I, I, you know, a couple of years ago at States, like he lost some matches like on his feet where guys were just, you know, that, that was, that wasn't his, his, his strongest, you know, position. And, and I, I've seen a big improvement, you know, the past, the past couple of years in his, in his neutral game too, which is essential. So um, he's, he's tough and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does here come postseason for sure. Uh, looking at the Powerade, um, not not heavy with local teams out there. I think the the two kids from McDevitt I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Riley Robel, the the heavyweight, comes into this thing uh, ranked number thirteen in the country by Matt Scouts. He's in a bracket where not only are they the number one and number two heavyweights in, in America, uh, Nick Feldman from Malvern Prep, Jim Mullen from St. Joseph Regional in New Jersey, they're also two of the top five pound for pound kids. So you're talking about not just really high level heavyweights, but sort of transcendent heavyweights. Yeah. Riley ended up on the on the bottom half of the bracket with a Jim Mullen kid who was a cadet world team silver medalist last year. I mean, he's he's a legit kid. Uh, Robel stretches him out. Um, gets him in a bad spot, spins around. He scores the first takedown of the match. He escapes in the second period, uh, almost turns him at the end of the first. Um, he's leading three, nothing. And then uh, yeah, I texted with him a bit after the match said, he said his gas tank apparently wasn't where he thought it was. And you're talking about a kid, you know, Jim Mullen played football too at, at St. Joseph, but um, 
you know, Riley is still trying to find that wrestling shape. And, you know, what I texted him was, I was like, you're talking about, you know, one of two, three kids in, in the, in the country who can test your gas tank like like that kid did so there's no shame and 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 no sort doubt. of not being able to to be you know sprinting through the finish line there but so he goes from leading three nothing he loses seven three um just wasn't able to get out from underneath the, the mullen kid and again there's no shame in that wrestled really really well he dominated everybody else he wrestled and then jim mullen goes on into the into the finals and he loses 12 nothing to nick feldman from malvern prep who's just on a completely <laughs> different level but yeah um yeah. yeah but you know what not much else you could have asked there there for riley but i really did think he was in position to steal that match from from mullen if he was able to kind of um bust free one more time um kind of stave off uh his attacks there yeah no and and you know the, you know the football thing again too i mean you know Robel just got off of a, a state title game. So, I mean, two, two, three weeks ago, he was still playing football. You know what I mean? And, and you think about how much of, you know, wrestling practice you miss if you miss the first two weeks of practice. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you do nothing but practice, practice, you're training, you're training. Well, this kid comes off the football field and, you know, there's a huge difference between being in football shape and being in wrestling shape. And, you know, he's up three, nothing. And, and he hits the, he hits the wall a little bit. And I guess to be expected, but here's the deal, right? Like that's just going to get you in better shape. You know, that's going to, that's going to prepare you for winning a state title. And, and look, you know, Mike and Griff are good coaches. They know that. Um, and I'm sure they've relayed that to him. There's no shame and, and, you know, and all that. It isn't like you're a kid that is, is lazy at practice or doesn't work hard. And that's why you're gassing. Like you're gassing because you were on the football field three weeks ago when everybody's been in the room for three weeks, you know? So, um, but he, he is tough. And, and again, um, how about that, the heavyweight weight class there? Like those, those three, I mean, holy cow. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I, Riley Robel, you know, finished what he third at the, at the, at the power eight. I think that's a, that's a great tournament for him. Um, he got a good test in, in Mullen, you know, got a good couple bouts there, um, you know, heading into, you know, January here, is he healthy? Yes. You know, is, is he, is he going to, you know, does he have room for improvement? Yes. Was he tested already? Yes. Like he's on a good track right now. You know, I don't think that's going to be a step back for him at all. Um, and, uh, and the Christie kid, you know, I thought that was a great tournament for him. Um, and, and, you know, to the listeners, when, when we say like the power eight tournament, okay. I mean, you're talking about a meat grinder. I mean, you're talking the best guys in the country, Four of the four of the top five teams in the United States were at this thing. Malvern Prep, Wyoming Seminary. You know, you had teams from New York and Ohio. You know, you had teams from from everywhere. You just had a lot of hammers, and there were, you know, that heavyweight uh, class was was really really good, but probably wasn't even the best one there in terms of um, nationally ranked guys. You know, this was a absolute meat grinder. It always is, but I think it was on another level this year. You saw that in a bunch of weight classes. For Andrew Christie to um to to get seventh at 152 pounds, I thought was a big deal. And I think you know the the challenge for him is that he is highly highly competitive against all these high level kids. He wrestled Levi Haynes as tough as anybody in Pennsylvania did last year. But you know you you're you're losing that one three nothing. Then there I think he stacked up a lot of results where he's wrestled really really good kids, really really tough. 
Uh, for him to go out, and I think he beat the Evan Mag kid from Notre Dame Green Pond. He beat Dylan Evans, who's a two-time placer from AAA from Chartiers Valley um, in the blood round there. And, and he earned his way to a seventh-place finish. And just like Jagger Gray at Trojan Wars, I, I feel like this is kind of a, a maybe a, a corner-turning performance for Andrew Christie. As crazy as it is to say, but I think his results to this point in his career don't match how good he is yet. Because he's but, just run into some unfortunate weight classes, I think, in back-to-back years. Yeah, and, and you know, he he is tough. And, and what makes him, him so tough is hey, he's strong, but I mean his top game is is really good. And uh, you know, I I, I don't I, I don't know 152 double A at the end of the year how that's gonna look. Um, but he's gonna be a tough out for sure. He's he's gonna be in that mix, and I think this this performance helps him out a little bit. Um Hurricane Classic uh, at Bethlehem. Yet a lot of uh, District 11 representation. Uh, you see from all these tournaments, you know, they, they, they do tend to be kind of a regional thing. Um, but uh, Aaron Seidel from Northern Lebanon doesn't give up a point. Uh, he wins that 106-pound uh, weight class. He stays unbeaten. Really nice start to the year for him. He runs into Marco Tossi in the final there, and they, they're, they're friends and workout partners. They, too, just like Mason Leapart and the John Pietro kid, uh, they know each other well and there's no secrets and, and they know what, what's coming and, and you weren't expecting a lot of points, but he wins that one, one, nothing. Uh, I thought another good performance for uh, Reagan Lefevre who got his 100th win, which by the way, I, I've seen an inordinate number of kids further in their careers getting win number 100 just because of all the stuff that happened last year and the right. lack of matches last year, guys that should have been hundred match winners early in their junior years are now hundred match winners early in their senior years. It's weird you said that. You know, I I forget who it was. I saw it might have been Lee Park. You know, yeah. he celebrated he got his win. Yes, this at Trojan Wars. And I'm thinking, how are you going to tell me this kid doesn't have 100 wins already? But then you know, you start thinking last year. You know, and you're you're, yep. you're, you're dead on. Um, it, it did have an Brad impact. Moore, Brad Morrison also at Trojan Wars, the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a just a strange time. Yeah, you know, this, 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 this generation of kid was almost defined by the fact that they're wrestling fifty matches a year, right. and now now it's like you know they're 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 set back a whole year. Yeah, um, yeah. Caden Clark from Northern Lebanon also was a fifth place finisher at one fifty two. Really good tournament. It's not. I don't think it's it's not power rate obviously, but for that part of the country, and I think for Northern Lebanon, a good fit for them to go there and be battle tested right. and get some good matches against guys. Uh, yeah. One last one last one I want to touch on a little bit because I think the Buckskin Classic at Conestoga Valley also is a springboard into previewing the week because yeah. that that tournament came down to Mifflin County won it not by a small margin over Central Dolphin uh, there in the in the two spot and you saw some of these matchups that that played out. Uh, at some point, these semifinals, finals, and some of those weight classes will be huge Thursday night when Mifflin County travels to Central Dolphin. But, you know, I think just to, to, to put this in general, we can look into some of the, those individual matchups in, in the, our next episode here. But uh, Mifflin County, just um, really good, really deep, good upper weights. You know, they're, they're going to be a tough out. And um, if everything goes off as scheduled, you're going to have State College coming to Cumberland Valley. You're going to have Mifflin County coming to Central Dolphin, both of those on Thursday night. You should have a pretty good idea by the end of this week what's going on in the Mid-Pen Commonwealth Division, if there's, if there's going to be a District 6 revolution or not in the Commonwealth. Well, I, you know, welcome to the Mid-Pen Commonwealth, like you said. I mean, every team. Can, can and that's the best part about this division um is 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 the competition you're getting and 
Um, you know, Mifflin County has some tough kids, man. And I, I, there's some good matchups. I, it really surprised me the Everly kid beating Garvick. You know what I mean? That was a big win for him uh, to, to beat Garvick at 60. And, um, you know, Everly's been around, so I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him, but I, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great win there. And there was a lot of different matchups throughout that tournament that you're going to see on Thursday night between uh, Mifflin County and Central Dolphin. Uh, you know, I think you, you had there at, at 285, um, Stewart and Puppo. You have Johnson and Short, 120. Beers and Allmiller rematch at 132. Um, so I, I, I was writing it out today and, and taking a look at the match and that that's going to be a good one, man. But, um, you know, both of those teams, I mean, think about this, think about, you know, Gettysburg when they enter the mid pen Commonwealth, that's you know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be awesome, you know? So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that, but that, that match on Thursday is, is going to be a good one. Um, and, uh, and again, man, that's just the, the strength of the Commonwealth and, um, your good, good dual meets every time you show up, you know, and then that's good for the sport and, uh, the Bucks can definitely, you know, let into that for, for Thursday night. So. so it's a good segue. We're going to, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Penn live wrestling podcast for now. We are going to come back. Uh, so make sure you check us out on Spotify, Acast, um, iTunes and, uh, iHeartRadio. Um, and, and check out the, the latest episode too. We've, we've done a lot of reviewing what happened during holiday tournament week. We're going to come right back and preview as we get into the heart of the dual schedule here in the mid pen and around district three. So make sure you join us again here on the pen live wrestling podcast, and we'll see you then. <laughs>